Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Daniel chapter 6, Daniel and the Lion's Den. So we've got Daniel, who has been faithfully serving the Babylonian Empire for almost 70 years. And now the Babylonians have been overtaken by the Medo-Persians. There's a guy named Darius who's in charge. The next guy after Darius who's going to be in charge is Cyrus. Cyrus is the one who allows Ezra and Nehemiah to go back to Jerusalem. So we're getting near the end of the exile. And Daniel was placed in an even higher position by Darius because... He saw and he knew and he had obviously heard of Daniel's responsibility and what the Bible says, a good spirit that is in him serving the Babylonian Empire. So Daniel was a leader in the Babylonian Empire. Darius holds him over to be a leader in the Medo-Persian Empire. And of course, the other satraps, the provincial rulers, the presidents, the leaders are jealous and they're looking for a way to get rid of Daniel. And this should remind us a little bit of what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in chapter 3, but this is a different circumstance dealing with Daniel. So we'll jump in at chapter 6. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects, the satraps, the counselors, the governors agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes a petition to any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of Medes and Persians, which can cannot be revoked. Therefore, Darius signed the document and the injunction. These guys knew that they were going to be able to trap Daniel with this. And we talked about what's it like to live in Babylon? What's it like to live in an empire that is hostile to your God? Well, first of all, you better expect people to want to take you out and discredit you. And second of all, the best way to live is by being honorable, doing your job well. And they said in the earlier verses, we can't find any fault with Daniel. There's no other way for us to get rid of this guy except to trap him with some obscure rule, which is what they're doing here. Verse 10, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. In in other words, this ridiculous rule had no bearing on Daniel's behavior or his worship of the one true God. Then these men came by agreement. They found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. They came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not just sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any God or man within the next 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast in the den of lions? The king answered, that thing stands fast. According to the law, the Medes and Persians can't be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who's one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Now, remember, Daniel's a 70-year-old guy. Like, to me, I always kind of thought Daniel was younger, spry, kind of a, a, you know, a rebel. Um, This is a 70-year-old, seasoned, mature man of God who's just not going to waver from his practice of worshiping the Lord. Then the king heard these words, was much distressed, and set his mind to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, 
Know, O king, that it's the law of the Medes and Persians. No injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. This reminds me in a small way of Pilate. Pilate wasn't really excited about crucifying Jesus, but the people around had just created this disturbance and created this situation where it was almost impossible for him to get out of it. And and, it looks like Darius is in a similar situation. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The the king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you continually serve, deliver you. And a stone was brought, laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to this palace, spent the night fasting, no diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. He's struggling with this decision that he had to go through, and he should, because Daniel doesn't deserve this, and the king has been kind of entrapped, and and uh, he's... He's not happy about it. Then at the break of day, the king arose, went with haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent an angel, shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. No kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in God. And the king commanded, and those who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke their bones into pieces." Then Darius wrote to all people's nations, languages that dwell on the earth, peace be multiplied upon you. I make a decree decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed. His dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. What an awesome story. There are many ways to go with this. But as we've said before, um, bad teachers or teachers that aren't gathering the gist of what's going on here would tend to make Daniel the hero in this. But Daniel's not the hero, of course. God is the hero, the one true God. And his goal is always to make his name known. And so he did that through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He did that through Daniel and the lion's den. He did that through David and Goliath. And he's doing that today. His goal is to make his name known. And he uses us to help accomplish that in the world. So we aren't going to be thrown in the lion's den, and we aren't going to see an experience exactly like Daniel did, probably. But we can be involved with making... God's great name known to the nations. Now, I want to say one more thing. There are people, some of them are Bible teachers, preachers, pastors, ministry leaders, who would say that these things we're reading in Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel in the lion's den, these didn't really happen. These God doesn't do ridiculous miracles like this, and these are just metaphors or stories to teach us a lesson about God being powerful, but he didn't necessarily have to do it in real time. Let me give you some advice. If you're ever encountered by an author, teacher, preacher, pastor, ministry leader, spiritual leader who claims to be Christian and suggests that these things didn't really happen, run far from them. We need to take all of God's word at face value and 
I think the Lord will bless us as we do, and we need to root out teachers who would suggest that this is just some kind of metaphoric thing. It's a tremendous miracle that happened in real time and should be an inspiration to us, and I hope it was for you. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.